This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today. Today, Matthew. Do you know what today is? Uh, it is... Thursday? It's our hundredth show. Oh my God. And because it is our hundredth show, we wanted to do sort of a big topic today. Yeah. A topic that really cuts right to the heart of everything we eat. Pretty much. And that is salt. Indeed. Yes. Um, that uh, we kind of breezed by that milestone. Uh, I thought we were yeah, going to get. Yeah, let's revisit it. I thought we were going to get all weepy. Um, I kind of can't believe we made it this far. I mean, do you remember recording that first episode in my kitchen? Do you remember uh, that? And yes. I think we had like like two hours of horrendous, <laughs> unusable tape. If you could have, uh, if you could have anyone other than me as your co-host, who who would you replace me with? Here are, here are some ideas. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay. Um, uh, Guy Fieri. Uh, <laughs> uh, George Clooney. Um, Maybe. Uh, oh, oh, oh. How about Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. His accent would surely be winning. Uh, yeah, that's and true. And not in a Charlie Sheen kind of way. Is, is Charlie Sheen have a winning accent? Well, no, Charlie Sheen made the Oh, that's right. Winning oh, and we're winning. Right, right. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean yeah. that... Daniel Day-Lewis has a truly winning accent. Uh, no matter what accent he's doing at the time, exactly. it's always winning. He also drinks your milkshake. Big time. Yeah. Uh, night after night. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably more than enough of that. Uh, so let's, uh, mm. let's talk about salt. Oh, wait, no, no, we have something else we have to talk about before we get into this. Okay, so this listener, um, uh, Kyle from the House Red blog, and we will put a link to this uh, on the website, spelledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, when we, back when we tasted yogurt, remember that? We, uh, so we tasted a few different plain yogurts, and uh, he, has, he is of a, a scientific bent, and he actually put a couple of yogurts under the microscope, literally. This guy is so awesome. Yes. Kyle, you are great. 
Uh, and he looked at Nancy's and Strauss yogurt to see if they had what accounted for the flavor difference. Uh, could it be that they have different bacteria? And the, the results were sort of inconclusive. They did seem to have some uh, different complements of bacteria. And also, um, Strauss had more salt crystals. Yeah, which gets right to the heart of what we're discussing Let's today. Let's get right to the heart of what Let's we're discussing get today. to it. All right, so you're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You're cooking. What salt do you reach for on a daily basis? So I, I am sort of an all-around kosher salt kind of lady. So I like kosher salt because it's cheap. Yeah. It tastes to my palate a little better than, you know, sort of normal table salt. It The crystals are big enough that they're kind of nice to pinch. And it's what I use for everything from salting pasta water to, uh, frankly, uh, even some baking recipes. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I use diamond crystal kosher salt uh, pretty much all the time because I like pinching things. Yeah, um, like <laughs> they call me they call me the lobster, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just nice to be able to reach into a bowl and pull up some salt and sprinkle it in. Whenever I'm in a situation where I have to measure salt with a spoon uh, and it's table salt, I kind of don't know what I'm doing anymore. I think the important thing to to note, though, when we're talking about kosher salt, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of us here. No, no. Is that kosher salt, um, you know, even though it seems like kind of a standard thing, we can talk about kosher salt as a thing, that different brands have different crystal sizes. And for instance, Morton's, which is a really common kosher salt brand, you've probably seen it in your store. You probably know the girl with the umbrella. In fact, the Morton's kosher salt crystals are a little smaller than diamond crystal crystals. So, So sort of half tablespoon or you know half teaspoon for half teaspoon morton's is going to taste a little saltier or a lot saltier sometimes in recipes um that is a good point and while you were saying that i was thinking if uh the only person i would replace you with as co-host of the show is the girl from the morton salt <laughs> container she would just be very quiet I, she's i mean she'd that always have an umbrella when you needed she's it. got such yeah such a mysterious allure i'll bet she does crazy stuff in bed um yeah. Why did I say that? Wow. We uh, keep, let's definitely keep that in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Is it just me, or every time you say the words diamond crystal, do you think that we're referring to some kind of drug? Oh, yeah. You brought, you brought the diamond crystal, I totally right? I brought the diamond crystal. It was got, so expensive. Hey, I hey. mean, I shelled out for the best stuff. Come, o- come over here. I got diamond crystal. I got baleen. I got, I got Malden. Oh. <laughs> for a second, I was like, what the hell's baleen? Oh, you don't know baleen? <laughs> I know it as <laughs> La Baleine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's another show where Molly talks about France. Kill me now. Doesn't Baleen uh, sound like it would be a good name for like a Southern lady? It does. Like, kind of like, like Eileen, Noreen, Doreen. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. Like Aunt, Aunt Baleen's coming over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get right to it. Uh, <laughs> let's get right to it. Uh, six and a half minutes in. Okay. <laughs> so. So what are we going to do here? Are we going to taste some salt? Do we need to talk a little? What do we mean when we say table salt? I mean, um, what, what? Okay, so I, I don't think we're going to taste any table salt. Thank um, God. Uh, you know, it's the it's the uh, boring stuff that comes out of a salt shaker. And I, I don't have any problem with it. Um, I uh, It's not good to pick up with your fingers. Um, and it doesn't really add anything in terms of texture when you sprinkle it on top of something. I think... You know, there's there's two different ways that you use salt in the kitchen, right? There's like salt that you use to salt your pasta water or in a baked good or like uh, early on in a recipe when it's going to dissolve completely. And I always use kosher salt for that. The fancy salts that we're going to be bringing out here today, I think really tend to shine when you're going to put them on right before you eat Thank something. you are looking for the word finishing. Oh. Finishing salt. I prefer to think of them as happy ending salts. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, you are getting but, all the good jokes what, in today. I do, I disagree. Do you think that the La Balen girl? I mean, the Morton's girl. I mean, Wait, let's just go on to tasting these. I things. have such a thing for the La Balen whale. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cute I little just, whale spout. I just want to hold on to its tail and just ride through the ocean. Um, yeah, some people swim with the dolphins. I'm going full-on blue whale. <laughs> La Baleine whale, or otherwise baleen whale. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, yeah, okay, let's okay. taste some salts, you know, because texture is so important. Do you happen to have fleur de sel? I don't, actually. I have... Uh, ah, zut alors! I have, I have a fleur de sel <laughs> uh, <laughs> container <laughs> that contains some other salt that I put in it. Okay, great. All right, well, let's let's start then with... Let's let's start with kosher salt. Okay, great. Okay. Look at that. Look at even the irregularity of the crystal size just just within the diamond crystal box. Are you troubled by occasional irregularity in your <laughs> Sorry. You're on fire today. What? No, man. no, no, no. You're this is, awesome. This is bad. Okay. So I'm just going to sort of moisten the tip of my finger. Mm. You know what it reminds me of? What does it remind you of? The salt flavor of a um, soft pretzel. Yeah. Although what I is think, that? Well, I, I think they use a... Uh, a that pretzel salt, the yeah. big, the big crunchy kernels. Um, I think it's it's specifically designed to to dissolve slowly, mm-hmm. uh, so that when you uh, you know when you egg wash your pretzel or what do you do to a pretzel? Like you Whatever. don't egg wash it. <laughs> Whatever you do to a pretzel, we'll do a pretzel episode at some point uh, and learn. Well, anyway, this kosher salt I think is quite delicious. Um, I mean, in the sense of it tastes salty with no other sort of aftertaste or distracting, distract, d- distraction. Yeah, it's not distracting at all. <laughs> um, I did. Did you hear um, when uh, salt expert uh, Mark Bitterman, who um, probably the meadow? R- uh, yes, yes. Um, In who, Portland who, and New York City. Yes, I, I'm sure he really resents the fact that Mark Bitman exists. Uh-huh. Um, so because every time he says his name, you know. Uh, he was on the Splendid Table a while back talking about how much he hates kosher salt. And I think he was kind of being deliberately provocative uh, a bit, uh, but he did raise some interesting points. What did he say? Well, he said it's like a, you know, a, a, a industrial product with no soul. Well, yes, but it's, it tastes, it serves the purpose. Yeah. Um, without any distractions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking as an industrial product with no soul myself, <laughs> I think it is, it is my choice. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, what do we got here? Uh, so now we've got the uh, La Baleine uh, fine sea salt. Okay, so as, as I understand it, the way they make this is um, they, uh, <laughs> they find a beached whale mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a layer of salt crystals uh, forms on... This is just gross. Oh, that is a lot saltier. Hard for mm-hmm. me to say whether it's saltier because there's so many. No, it seems like there. It's saltier. Well, I, it's. Uh, I, I don't think any salt is is literally saltier than any other. Uh, in the sense that they're all pretty much sodium chloride with maybe a few other interesting minerals in Why small do you have quantities. Why rain on my parade all the time? Well, but but uh, <laughs> but this is a point. I mean, there's like no, no, I, no. I think you're right. So, what is it that makes the the fine? Fine crystal tastes a little saltier. I think it's two things. I think you pick up more of it because it's, uh, you know, it compacts more efficiently, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and the shape of it um, maybe puts more in contact with your tongue at once. That's my theory. Okay. That, that uh, the uh, that makes... baleen, um, it, it seems a lot like table salt to me. Whoa. Okay. So this next salt that we've got 
is from um, a, a bag that Brandon and I... It's from a bag, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bag of salt that Brandon and I bought at, like, the corner supermarket in Paris. God, Maybe. I hate myself. I have an idea. So we... This was, like, um, a... I think this was a kilo of gray salt from the Gironde, which is a you know an area in France. It's, it's French for the garage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we paid two euro for this one kilo bag. How much is that in money? Uh, it's like three dollars ish, okay. maybe. It depends depends on the exchange rate, Matthew. I haven't okay. consulted the recent exchange rates, but anyway. Uh, it, it, so I first heard of gray salt because the same way that you keep like a little container of kosher salt next to the stove and use it, you know, for pinching, mm-hmm. my host mother used to use gray salt that way. It's, it is a cheap um, and uh, quite delicious salt, commonly used in France, and it's gray because it has a lot of minerals in it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Big, big chunks. Chunks. I can't, I can't at- wait to eat one of these chunks. Oh, Mm. Now that's such an interesting salt fl- flavor. It's got something going on there. I, I really like that, and I love I love the way the big chunk uh, crunched in my mouth. I do wonder, like the some of the chunks are so large. Yeah. How would you use that in such a way that the salt wouldn't just take over if you used it as a finishing salt, or should you not use the big chunky gray salt as a finishing? So salt? So if I were going to use, if uh, you can get more fine right. varieties of gray salt, that's ideal. I mean, you you could put this in a mortar and pestle if you really wanted to get all prissy about it. What about a salt grinder? How do you feel about that? I don't feel so good about the salt grinders. I have one and I never use it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hate think, myself. I, th- I think it's a salt grinder. Oh yeah. So so um, speaking of that, so to go back a minute, um, I have an idea about uh, how to how to finesse this France problem. Um, that I I just keep getting sucked back to France on that what on if, the show. What yes? What if we uh, came up with a code name so you didn't have to say France? What if what if it, it was like um, visiting Francis? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like um, <clears throat> having a code word for your period. I was just thinking that. Like, yes, Aunt Betsy's in town. <laughs> I think usually it's it's Aunt Flo, but yeah, but Aunt Betsy works too. Um. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but when I was, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there was a woman. So my childhood best friend Jennifer, her mother was friends with this woman named Betsy Berry, <laughs> and I once saw a message like written down next to the phone at Jennifer's house that was like Betsy Berry's coming over on Thursday afternoon or something like that. And I, and I thought I was being really funny, and I said to Jennifer, "Is that what your mom calls her period?" <laughs> and after that, we were always like, "Hey, I've got Betsy Berry in town right uh, now." It's kind of perfect, right? Betsy that is Berry. great. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we can cut this part later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, not after not after my dumb stories. Uh, the other thing is is that my friend Ben has suggested this. This is something we could do. We could try this. So I have no idea what you're about to say. Go so, ahead. So Ben has subst. You, you know when you're in conversation and you make a stupid joke and then somebody says that's no, what that's what that she, never happens. To that's me. what she said. You know. Yes. That I'm in, familiar with when this. you're in polite company, if you really need to make that joke <laughs> to a friend, instead of saying that's what she said, you just snap under the table so i like this yeah so just just a snap so that you know your your partner in crime who's with you 
knows what's going on. <laughs> I think not only do I like that, but I think there should be other um, like sounds and gestures that you could use for other common punchlines. <laughs> and it, eventually you'll work up to being Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy from Police Academy. Oh, yeah, Michael yeah. Winslow. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. Okay. This is great. So what should I do every time I mean to refer to France? Oh, um... <laughs> um sh- should I go... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe more uh, like... What should I do? I think you should say Baleen. <laughs> I should also say that we put gray salt on the chocolate chip cookies at Delancey. Right, not, of not course. in them. Inside them, they have kosher salt. <laughs> Inside. <laughs> Snapping under the table. <laughs> Wait, oh, kosher salt. I don't even, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, we put kosher salt in the cookies, gray salt on top of them, and sometimes they're really big honking salt crystals. But we enjoy them. I yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally in support of the salty chocolate thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's taste some more. Let's taste some more. Uh, how about this Jacobson Salt Company from Nit? Tarts Bay, Oregon. Ne- I guess knee tarts. I, I don't know. I say it now that I say that. That reminds me of Pop Tarts made Sounds out kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're trying to get Pop Tarts to, uh, to use the salt, but they're not having much luck. I just spat all over myself. That's okay. Okay. So, Jacobson Salt Company, you've probably seen this all over the place in sort of um, your kind of high end hipster establishments. Is it, is it a national thing at this point? I think. I think I saw it in a magazine. I think so too. I, I know that uh, here in Seattle, it's used at Sitka and Spruce. I think Matt Dillon uses it at all of his restaurants. Anyway, um, it's a really beautiful, very sort of... Oh, wow. Uh, kind of, it kind of looks like um, fluffy snow crystals. In case you're wondering, uh, Matt Dillon in Seattle refers to a chef. Yeah, it, not the actor. Would you replace me with Matt Dillon? Which one? The actor. No. Okay. I think it has a really good crunch to it. I think it has a very nice crunch. I think I prefer the flavor of the gray salt. Um, I think I do too. I think I think it has like a very sort of very salt forward flavor that yeah. Jacobson does. Yeah. Um which uh which is not not a bad thing. I think it I think it depends on the you know, you have to match the salt to the application. Do do I have any actual tips on doing that? No. Hey, do you want to open this little oh, yeah. precious packet of salt that you have? So a friend of mine uh lives in Denmark some of the time. And is she the one who's responsible for that salted licorice that nearly killed yes, me? Yes, yes, she is. God, I hate that stuff. Apparently, they're really into salt in Denmark, because she's brought me some of this uh, uh, Danish salt that I can't open, and uh, and that salted licorice that almost killed Molly that one time. <laughs> um, so this is... Uh, wait, I... <laughs> I just realized I do not have the slightest idea how to pronounce this. That's not right. only is Ooh, it full of fun. characters that don't appear in English, Groftesidatpalauso. but it, that's what it's called. Yes. It's exactly right. I've got a true gift for languages. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, I'll, I'll put a little picture of this. Um, yeah, so it, it's got letters that I don't know how to read. It is written in like a, a, a fractor font. Uh, but it comes in this cute little canvas bag, and I'm going to pour some out onto our salt surface right now. Ooh, Ooh. pretty. Mm-hmm. Kind of very fluffy. Mm, crunchy. Whoa, salty. Yeah. 
wow, do you really, I feel like that's the saltiest salt we've tasted. The saltiest salt of all time. Yeah. Mm, um, but it's, I mean, I, I, apparently I like salt. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that one. I think, I think the texture is good. I don't, I, I feel like uh, there, are, there are so many salts out there. I wonder if there's a way of, of classifying them. So, because I feel like every time I try a new salt, I sort of have to learn about salt again from, from square one. Should we be tasting Malden salt? Uh, yeah, I have that. Okay, can we taste? Well, because this the next salt that I brought is a flaky salt like Malden. Okay, but it's not Malden. Okay, you put it in a fleur de sel container. I did. So, so I put confused. the yeah, and every every time I reach for this container, which it's a uh, fleur de sel uh, de Camargue uh, container, and every time I uh, I reach for it, I filled it with Malden salt from England years ago, and uh, I always feel bad, um, like I am. Uh, insulting uh, master salt maker Alban Mourier. Okay, so Malden salt, I think, sort of distinguishes itself by its flaky texture. Yeah, so it has these big, flat flakes. Big, flat flakes. Really a beautiful salt. Mm, and I like the taste of it a lot. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites. Mm, that is Sorry. so nice. <laughs> Sorry, Alban. Okay, so now we're going... And Malden salt, we should say, comes from the UK. I really like saying big, flat flakes. I, I like it. Flakes. I like a big flat flake myself. This salt is going to be difficult to judge objectively because this salt was probably made in my restaurant. Re- um, wow. Yes. How so, did you get the whale in so there? So we. <laughs> <sighs> I'm maybe not totally up on the salt making process. Okay. So um, there is a lovely man who works for us whose name is Ricardo Valdez. And he has started a company called Admiralty Salt Company. He basically goes out to Whidbey Island to Admiralty Inlet. He collects water there. Is he himself an admiral? No. He is a very good cook. <laughs> he is uh, a captain. A captain. He's a <laughs> lieutenant. Okay. Anyway. Or he, lieutenant. <laughs> Over a very long and painstaking process, he um, basically makes this wonderful flaky salt just by simmering the water extremely slowly and delicately and diligently looking after it. He gets these wonderful flakes that look a lot like Malden. Let's taste it. This sounds like it would take up a lot of space in your restaurant, whale or no whale. He actually has just rented a kitchen out on Whidbey Island to be able to do it there. Oh, wow. It's not quite as, it's not as crunchy no, but it's like it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like the crystals have kind of like a water chestnutty crunch to them. Right. It's like a bunch of whereas the Malden is like big crystals. These are this is like a bunch of small crystals that hold together in mm-hmm. chunks, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I think I think it's it's pretty cool. I had never seen anybody make salt before, and it's been pretty awesome. Okay, so last but not least, we're gonna taste this snow. What? There's that, more. Yes, okay. this <gasps> one. I actually purchased at Mark Bitterman's shop, The Meadow, a number of years ago now. It is a very, very fine, very powdery snow. I mean, <laughs> salt called <laughs> Okinawa snow. That's what it's called. Is it from Okinawa? Who knows? I can't remember. I can't, they don't have snow in Okinawa. I know that. It, somehow the snow, I mean, whenever I talk about this salt, it just reminds me of cocaine. I feel like I'm talking about some kind of special Japanese cocaine. <laughs> As, and, and you are noted uh, cocaine-tasting expert, right? Wow. It's, once again, like the other fine salt we tasted, the baleine, 
it is very salty because it's got such fine crystals. Yeah, it just it's, it gets so much more salt in contact with your taste buds at one time mm-hmm. than these bigger, craggier ones. I think mm-hmm. I do. I do like it. I'm not. I'm not sure how I would use a, an expensive but very fine salt. grain salt as yeah. a finishing salt. I bet Mark Bitterman's book "Salted" is that the name of the book? I believe that's the name of the book. I think you're right. Uh, has some has some ideas on that. We'll have to look it up. Okay. All right. I think... Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I found this surprisingly illuminating. I had not done this before. Um, I Yeah, I'd done this uh, once, done a salt tasting once before, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, every time... Uh, I, I just learned so much every time we sit down to do one of these shows. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 100. Should we quit now while we're ahead? Yeah, we should. All right. Okay. Bye, okay. everybody. We won't, yeah, we won't see you. We won't see you next week because we are going to Okinawa to ski those slopes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm bringing along the the Morton Salt Girl. Molly is bringing a whale. And <laughs> can I bring Daniel Day Lewis too? Oh, I forgot about him. Okay, uh, he's he's had to kind of whale up for his latest role. <laughs> Who gets a happy ending out of this? <laughs> Everybody! Yay! All right, find us. Uh, we will list the uh, the salts that we tasted. Um, and I said there was something else. I was oh, and a link to uh, that uh, blog with the amazing yogurt experiment uh, on our website spilledmilkpodcast.com uh you can uh, find us on uh, facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast we should really give a shout out to all the salt makers out there including Albin. i think it's mourier mourier yeah and my friend rick yeah this one goes out to my to my to my homies in the camargue mm-hmm. in the Gironde, exactly in okinawa knee tarts knee tarts forever <laughs> <laughs> this, this one goes out to all my baileens <laughs> Uh, and uh, <laughs> all right, leave us a review on iTunes. Do your thing. Do do what you do. Yeah, Just keep keep doing your thing. Uh, thank you and for listening to Spilled Milk. Knee tarts. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. We should uh, take the show camping sometime. We should totally take the show camping. We're camping pros. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.